The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. The connection between you and your therapist matters. That's why Alma focuses on helping you find the right someone to talk to, not just anyone. When you browse their online directory, you can filter your search by what you want to focus on, like anxiety, relationships, or big life transitions. You can also specify preferences around gender, race, faith, and more to help you find someone who's more likely to understand where you're coming from. Alma also makes it easy for therapists to navigate insurance. That's why 95% of providers in their directory accept insurance for sessions, so you can find care that's affordable too. You want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit helloalma.com slash not just anyone to schedule a free consultation today. That's helloalma.com slash not just anyone. You want the upper hand in your fantasy football leagues? Then you've come to the right place. To the right place. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. But we are ready to get into the week four quarterback and running back matchups. Not a whole lot of injuries this week to talk about. This is a light injury week, which is great to see. There are obviously some guys still banged up from prior weeks, but not a whole lot that we're monitoring super closely. Uh, we did break down Thursday Night Football on yesterday's episode, but I will let you guys know you know where I have these guys ranked at the moment. The rankings are up at upperhandfantasy.com. Full positional and flex rankings are are updated and there. Okay, so we got the Packers-Lions game tonight. Uh, let's start on the Lions side of the ball. I have Jared Goff as my QB 21 for the week. That seems that could seem a little low for a lot of people, but a lot of decent quarterbacks have good matchups this week. I think normal weeks you'll probably see Goff in the 15-16 range-ish, somewhere around there. Uh, I have Jameer Gibbs as my RB14 this week. David Montgomery uh, is out. Well, he's not declared out, but he's not expected to play. Okay, so if you have David Montgomery in your lineups, make sure to to potentially 
have to take him out. Okay, just monitor that. He hasn't been declared out, but the expectation is that he will not play tonight. Okay, um, but good matchup for Jameer Gibbs on the ground this week. So uh, hoping that, you know, he obviously hasn't come through fantasy-wise. The opportunity has been there over the last two weeks. Um, it should increase uh, going into this week. Hopefully he gets more work in the receiving game. Listen, he had a lot of carries last week. If he had, if he added some receptions to that, some targets to that, we would have been happy with the production. Okay, and, and it's going to come. That's where his skill set is. Uh, those days are coming. He looks good. You know, I, I don't see a situation where, you know, he, he face plants this year or anything like that. He's going to come through at some point. Okay. Hey, guys. So it looks like uh, Tom Pellicero made a little mistake. David Montgomery is expected to play. I know I mentioned that he was not expected to play. Thanks, Tom. No, he is expected to play tonight. Okay, so uh, he is a mid-RB2 for me this week. Uh, Jameer Gibbs might take a little bit of a step down. I have him around RB15-ish. Um, that's where he's at. Um, I don't expect him to get you know lion's share of the carries anymore. That's probably Montgomery's job. Um, from what I've seen, there shouldn't be much of a dip uh, for in terms of opportunity for this injury for Montgomery in his first game back. So wouldn't be worried about that. Um, but yeah, that's, that's what I got. Just just keep that in mind uh, that David Montgomery could be in your lineup this week. So just just monitor that. Make sure that he is active uh, with all the conflicting reports uh, from the same guy. So uh, yeah, just want to let you guys know, give you that update uh, before this episode goes live. Uh, at wide receiver, I'm on Ross St. Brown, sitting at wide receiver 10 for the week for me. And Josh Reynolds is at wide receiver 44. Uh, and then I have Sam Laporta at tight end sixth on the week. He's doing his best this season, you know, breaking records as a rookie. You love to see it. So he's a must start uh, this week. On the Packers side, we have Jordan Love at QB 10, Aaron Jones at QB 11. I moved him down just a little bit, um, you know, you know, after kind of looking at the matchup a little bit. Where do I have him? I have him at 12 now, actually. Um, and, and we'll get into that. Actually, I might as well get into that right now. Um, you know, there is a chance that they limit him just a little bit. You know, he's the type of guy that who gets it done, you know, off of efficiency, not necessarily a ton of volume. So he will be in my lineup tonight, most likely, assuming that I don't have these baller running backs on my team. Um, the Lions have been stingy against the run. Okay, just keep that in mind. They've given up the third most, third least fantasy. I'm sorry, they've given up the third least rushing yards to running backs, and they've given up only 2.87 yards per carry to running backs this year. They kept Bijan quiet last week. Okay, so that tells you what you need to know, especially, you know, him running behind that offensive line. Okay, so keep, just keep this in mind if you're trying to make any decisions uh, at the running back position this week. Um, let's see, who else do I have on the Packers? And then A.J. Dillon, uh, we're punting him, okay, into the darkness. Uh, Christian Watson, who's expected to play at 28, uh, so that moves Jaden Reed, Romeo Dubs down to wide receiver 48 and wide receiver 49, respectively. Uh, both are flex plays. I think Reed does have the better matchup between these two guys out of the slot this week. Uh, all right, moving on. The games to target this week, according to FantasyLife.com's Game Hub, is the Dolphins and the Bills. Obviously, this is a, a high-scoring game, 54-point total. Uh, in Buffalo, the Bills are favored by two and a half points. The other two games to target the Raiders and the Chargers game. We'll see if Jimmy G ends up playing or not. Uh, but he's in the concussion protocol right now. We'll see if he, he's able to get out of that by Sunday. The Seahawks uh, are at the Giants on Monday night with a 47 and a half projected point total. Okay, so that's another game you could take a look at. I do have Josh Allen 
at number one in my QB rankings because of the matchup with Miami. A lot of scoring. There's going to be an actual need for Josh Allen to do his thing in this game, unlike the previous two weeks. Uh, so he has a very high ceiling in this game. Okay, I have two at four for the same reasons. Okay, I have my head of Justin Herbert, ahead of Kirk Cousins, who, by the way, the latter is leading all quarterbacks in fantasy scoring so far this year. You know, not sure how much he's going to have to throw the ball against Carolina, though, at home. I was juggling between Lamar Jackson and Anthony Richardson at seven and eight. I have Lamar higher right now. This is a tougher matchup for Lamar, um, but he got the edge here. We just have a bigger sample size with him. You know, we really just have a less, you know, less than a game and a half of a sample with Anthony Richardson at this point. Um, he also has a relatively tough matchup based on how quarterbacks have done against the Rams so far. Uh, but Richardson, the upside, you know, it's it's apparent, right? Uh, I talked about him on last week's buy sell show as someone we should be buying because he does have the upside to be a top five quarterback this year. He is progressing out of the concussion protocol. He's not completely out just yet as of this moment, uh, but he should be good to go this week. I have Joe Burrow at 10. He has a great matchup against the Titans. He was definitely not 100% uh this past week right we saw that on prime time you know how healthy is going to be this week that's the question because the matchup is really really good so i'm willing to start him against tennessee this week cj stroud actually rounds out my top 12 quarterbacks this week at home against pittsburgh you know he has weapons that he trusts right the pittsburgh has been allowing a lot of production to wide receivers this year um, I had Daniel Jones up in this top 12 earlier in the week, but I just can't trust him, you know, as much, right? I do think the upside is there, you know, big time this week. I'm just a little worried that the offense gets a little stale without Saquon Barkley in the backfield. But like I mentioned, this game is one that you might want to target. He, he's just a big upside play at the quarterback position if that's what you need this week to get a win. Um, they're going up against the Seahawks. They've allowed a ton of fantasy points to quarterbacks so far this year. All right, so let's move on to running backs. The top three running backs are pretty much set right now for me. That's Christian McCaffrey, Tony Pollard, and Bijan Robinson. Okay. Um, Bijan obviously had a bad game last week. That just tells you how good this Lions defense has become. Um, let's see. The, and then I have uh, Kyron Williams at four. 100% of snaps last week, 97% of snaps the week before, running around on 80% of dropbacks. 18% and 22% target share. Absolutely ridiculous workload, right? He's getting all the work on a functioning offense. He's a top five running back until further notice. Um, didn't get it done in the box score last week, but I wouldn't really get discouraged at all. Uh, now, do I expect Kyron to play 100% of snaps the rest of the season? No. They, they will likely get... You know, they will likely get another running back involved at some point. But even if he moves down to, like let's say, 70% of snaps, he's still going to be an RB1, Okay. In terms of snaps and workload, there's a little bit of a drop-off to the next tier of guys. Um, I have Kenneth Walker at five against the Giants. Great matchup. We talked about Charbonnet moving in a little bit, but regardless, this is a great spot for him at home on Monday night. Uh, Travis Etienne is at six against Atlanta. Um, you know, this is a kind of a neutral matchup, but Travis Etienne, we, we've seen that when the Jags are in the game, he's going to get a lot of work. I have James Cook at seven against Miami this week. Remember that game where Josh Kelly actually looked good a few weeks ago? Like, yeah, that was against Miami in week one. Uh, this should be a much closer game than what Buffalo had the last two weeks. I'd expect Cook to handle most of the running back opportunities in this game. Latavius Murray ended up with five carries last week, but he got all that work on the Bills' last drive in a blowout, right? So Miami's allowed the six most rushing yards to running backs. 
That includes them having an extremely positive game script for Miami last week, right? So, like, teams aren't going to be running the ball against that. So this is a very good matchup for Cook. Uh, In a much closer game in week one, Cook ended up handling 67% of the rushing attempts compared to only 50% over the last two weeks in these blowouts, according to Fantasy Life data. So I'd expect this opportunity share to be a lot higher this week than what we saw over the last two weeks in blowouts. I have Josh Jacobs at eight against the Chargers. Uh, Good matchup. It has to click at some point for Jacobs. He's expected 16.1 fantasy points per game based on his opportunity so far. He's only averaged 10 PPR points per game. So something's got to give here. Um, You know, there will likely be a regression for Jacobs coming soon because I don't think this is a situation where he's just washed, right? He's going to bounce back. Hopefully it'll be this week. They're going to have to depend on him, especially if Jimmy G is out with that concussion. Now, as I'm talking about this, I, I, I'm pretty sure I moved Jacobs down just a little bit. I did, actually. I actually moved. Uh, so after James Cook, I actually have Zach Moss at 8, Raheem Mostert at 9, and then Josh Jacobs at 10. Okay, so I kind of moved it around just a little bit. Um, so, you know, why don't we jump ahead to Zach Moss real quick. 22 opportunities in Week 2, 33 opportunities last week. Keep starting him. Right, the Rams are giving up 4.63 yards per carry to running backs, so not really a matchup we should be worried about. Okay, uh, Raheem Mostert, you know, what can I say after last week? Right, high scoring game in Buffalo, too, this week. Very hard not to play him, right, after what he did last week. Hopefully, he carries some of that momentum uh, into week four. But Devon A. Chain also went off, obviously, but I don't think. Mostert did anything to lose his job as the primary guy, right? We saw Brees Hall have multiple big runs against Buffalo in week one, and we know there's some big playability here in this backfield, right, specifically with Mostert. Now, I have Alexander Madison at 11 this week, all right? That might be kind of high for some people, but who knows if Cam Akers will play, but the way that Madison played last week, I'm not sure there's much reason to start taking much work away from him. This is a great matchup against Carolina. The game script should be there with Bryce Young back behind center. And besides the Broncos and the Bears, the Panthers have given up the most fantasy points to running backs through three weeks. According to Fantasy Life Utilization Report, Madison played a season-high 79% of snaps last week, had a season-high target share, got all the two-minute work for the first time this season, and had his best finish of the season. So two top 18 finishes for Madison so far. I think he has a chance at a top 10 finish this week. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Alvin Kamara is back this week. I have him at 13. Uh, he's the guy in this backfield right now. I can see him playing, you know, 70% of snaps off the jump. This rushing offense hasn't been good so far. Uh, I'm hoping that Kamara can improve it. 
the Bears had success running the ball against Tampa Bay a couple weeks ago. So did DeAndre Swift last week. Madison, not so much in week one, but I think Kamara should get at least 15 touches in this game, you know, with a good portion of that coming in the receiving game. The hope is that he gets even more than that. I can see him getting 20, 20 touches based on, you know, Kendrick Miller not looking amazing, you know, over that, you know, last week and Tony Jones, you know, not really deserving much work himself, right? So we'll see. We'll see how that works with Alvin Kamara coming back, but most likely he will be in my lineup this week. Um, so those are like the top. 13, 14 running backs there. Um, I have Derek Henry, Ramondre Stevenson at 15 and 16, respectively. Stevenson has a little bit of a tough matchup. We did see Zeke kind of working a little bit more than we usually do last week. Um, You know, if you look at, let's take a look at what Ramondre Stevenson uh, and Zeke's split looked like. Ramondre's snaps went down to 64%. uh, Rushing attempts went down to 49% from the 60% mark he was at in the first two weeks. Um, and Zeke ended up getting 41% rushing of the rushing attempts, which is a season high for him. Now, you know, they, they went up against the Jets last week. This was a situation where they just needed to run the ball. You know, is this going to be something that sticks? I don't think so, which is why I want to buy Ramondre here. But because of this is a, also a tough matchup, um, I don't have, you know, super high expectations for Ramondre. But if the Patriots want to win this game, I do think that the way to try to attack Dallas is kind of slow their pass rush down and run the ball. So let's see what they do. Let's see if they end up doing that. Um, and let's see if they attacked, you know, through the air, you know, by, by this backfield, because that's where Ramondre really shines. I have, De- I have DeAndre Swift uh, at 17. You know, I have no problem moving DeAndre Swift up here. And I think I will, to be honest with you. Um, I, I kind of have more confidence in DeAndre Swift than I do in Derrick Henry, Ramondre Stevenson right now. So I might move him up to 15 against Washington. We saw James Cook have a pretty good day against Washington last week. So I think I'm moving DeAndre Swift up to 15 behind Alvin Kamara, behind Jameer Gibbs. Okay. Um, if you want to start Swift over Gibbs, I totally understand that. But without Montgomery, I'm giving Swift another chance tonight. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm giving Gibbs another chance tonight. Um, I moved up uh, to Devon HN to 18 this week. I mean, this is a risk. Obviously, I have no idea, you know, how much work he's going to get in this game. This was a, a really, really good one-two punch last week. I think they go back to the well. This is a they're trying to win the division here. This is a division opponent. I think they're going to bring it all out. Right, I think H hand is a big part of that. So I have met eighteen here. This is a boom bust type of play for me. Uh, I still think Raheem Mostert's the one A here, but H hand. Let's see how they use him. Okay, so I'm gonna put him at eighteen ahead of guys like Jerome Ford and Miles Sanders, Javante Williams, and you know I got a lot of questions about Javante this week. You know I do think that this is a great matchup. Javante hasn't looked amazing. He did look a lot better last week, but it was a good matchup. Right. So keep that in mind. This is a very good matchup for Javante, but how many touches does he actually get? Uh, if the Broncos do go up, which I do expect them to do, I, I think Javante Williams, you know, could end up with 15 carries for like, you know, 60 yards and a touchdown. That's kind of what my expectations are. Not a whole lot more than that right now. Okay. So, yeah, that's uh, that's going to do it for the top 20 running backs here. Uh, if you want to check out the rankings, uh, you go to upperhandfantasy.com. Okay. Um, just a couple of more highlights. Dude, I moved down Najee Harris all the way down to RB34, even though he has a good matchup this week. And I have Jalen Warren ahead of him. Jalen Warren has outproduced Najee Harris three straight weeks in for fantasy. 
Okay, so I do have Jalen Warren at 30 this week. Okay, um, I have Brees Hall at 29. Uh, you know, this is a situation where, you know, he he is getting more opportunity, which is what you want to see. He is getting uh, a much higher uh, share of the workload that's been going up each and every week. And now he's finally, you know, considerably above uh, uh, where Dalvin Cook was, right, uh, last week. So that's great. But this is a situation where KC, they're likely going to go up in this game. You know, the Jets are at home. So maybe they give Patrick Mahomes some trouble, uh, but I do expect Mahomes to still get it done. And, you know, we'll see if Brees Hall is going to be able to get those opportunities in a close game. I'm really interested to see what Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson do against Denver. Obviously, they're at home. You know, this seems like a game where, you know, everyone's talking shit about the Bears and Khalil Herbert and Roshan could get it done against a Denver team who, you know, they did what they did last week and they gave up what they gave up last week to the, to the Miami Dolphins, right? Can Khalil Herbert and Roshan Johnson, you know, do a poor man's job of that, right? Like that's 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 what I'm looking forward to watching this week. And I kind of hope they do because the Bears have just been piled on, right? I guess deservedly so, right? I get it. But it, it would be cool to, to see them, you know, kind of do their thing and, um, you know, maybe, maybe come away with a victory. All right. By the way, I just want to mention one thing with Justin Fields um, since we're on the topic of the Bears. His design rushing attempts did go up. Remember, that was our concern with Justin Fields, right? You know, going, you know, coming out of the uh, week week two, it was. But at week three, I'm looking at it right now. Justin Fields, his um, design rushing attempts was at 10% in week one, 20% in week two, and then went all the way up to 32% in week three. So that's exactly what we want to see. Okay, if that continues, Justin Fields has a chance of becoming what he was last year. Okay, I'm just saying. Is he a buy low? Yeah, because you can get him for pennies. Throw him on your bench. You don't have to start him right now. See what happens. If, if this was week 10 last, week, last year, like you would have loved to have Justin Fields as your fantasy quarterback. He was, a week, he was a league winner. Okay, so keep that in mind. That's going to do it for this episode, guys. We, I really appreciate it. If you could take out one second and just subscribe to the podcast, uh, that would be amazing. Just take out two minutes to hit subscribe or no, it doesn't even take two minutes. It takes 30 seconds to hit subscribe, hit follow on the podcast app. Uh, tomorrow, me and Zach are going to be back. We're going to be talking about wide receivers and tight ends going into week four. Okay, so go check that out. Um, and yeah, we'll see you soon. Take it easy. Bye-bye. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center 
anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus.